Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hi, Deb. Good afternoon, Liz. It is almost your birthday. It's almost my birthday. <laughs> is it Friday or Saturday? Friday. 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 Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to be on even, even playing field because we're both <laughs> going to be the same age. <laughs> That's, That's right. Friday. That's right. Oh. That's right. Well, happy almost birthday. Thank you. We'll be together again tomorrow, so yes, I'm sure will. that there will be several people singing to you tomorrow. That will be fun. Yeah, that will, that be. will be. I'm looking forward to it. I've Our choir is coming back. Yeah. And yeah. Um, in person. I, in person. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And and I've actually had quite a few emails of people saying that they're going to come and um, they're coming back. I've had a couple of folks that, you know, aren't getting vaccinated or can't for whatever reasons. And so they're they're unable to come back. They're sad about it. But what, two of them are, well, actually just one of them, he's only had one of his shots. So, okay. So he'll be back. He's just waiting. He's just waiting for that other one. But there's two that I know of that are just kind of in limbo about whether or not they want to do that or not. So, um, but I'm expecting a full room of people. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm sure we'll all walk in with our masks on and we'll be there five minutes and then we'll all take them off. Yes. (laughs) That's probably the way it'll go. (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) I think you're right. Oh, how fun. So, yeah. So birthdays are a time to like, you know, start anew. Yeah. To make wishes and stuff, you know, and look back over your Mm -hmm. life. So my husband, John, you know, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions on January 1st. Uh And he makes birthday resolutions. Okay. So he does a he does his on his birthday. That's cool. Which I think is kind of cool. That's so cool. So I I had never met anybody who did it that way. So he that's what he does. So yeah, I mean I think that's a good time to kind of revisit and relook in how you want you know the last year of your fifties to be. <laughs> <laughs> especially after the last year that we've all Ex- been through as a, as a world. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, now I need to prioritize the yeah. rest of my life, yeah, however long yeah, that is. Yeah, how, yeah. How, what do I want to be spending my time doing? Yeah. So, so when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, that's an interesting question because um, I, don't have, I don't have memory really of wanting to be anything. Okay. I... I, I I loved space, so, like, I loved learning about space, and so, you know, there was sort of this little fantasy for a minute of um, wanting to be an astronaut. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in fifth and sixth grade, I used to, I don't know why, but I would get a big sheet of paper, and I would draw floor plans, like... So it, oh, I would make. Oh my gosh! I, would make, I did that too. I would make like round rooms, and I would put all the furniture, and I, I loved doing that. Oh my gosh! I did that too, mm-hmm. and I put in the windows, yep. and I put in the electrical outlets. And you know and how I just, you, yeah, I, you knew how I want the door to open this way, and <laughs> I knew, you know. So I guess I had some 
architectural kind of stuff going on or artistic or something. But I recently connected with um, somebody. When my my mom um, got divorced from my dad and she got remarried to her second husband, he had a half-brother that was in my life and and was a really positive wonderful guy he was he's not that much older than me maybe he's 10 years older than me maybe not even quite that and um he so he was young and he liked to he loved Led Zeppelin and he was a drummer and I remember him you know playing on his drum set and I remember walking into a room of smoke-filled room and a whole lot of love blasting with all these kids partying and stuff. I love a drummer. Yeah, you gotta (laughs) love a drummer. (laughs) So I recently connected with him. We had a Zoom call because because I wanted to see if he might be able to fill in some memory gaps that I have from, from that period of time in my childhood. And he said to me, he said, Debbie, I always thought that it was so cool that when you were little... You told me that you wanted to be a singer, and now you are. Wow. And do you remember that? No. I have no recollection of fantasizing about being a singer, about wanting to be a singer. Wow. No. Wow. Oh. So I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, Debbie, you said it all the time. affirming. You said it all the time. affirming. So whatever was going on in me... Whatever was checked out in me, <laughs> there was another part of me that was very present and, and, you know, knew. I mean, I knew I was musical. I played the flute, and I knew I could play the drums. Okay. I knew I could sit down and kind of play. Okay. Um, Did you watch Karen Carpenter play? I and, was in love with Karen Carpenter, and I still have this fantasy of, like, doing a rogue show where I'm Playing and singing and doing, please doing do the that. Thing. Rogue is a is a yeah. theater. Um, uh, what would you call it? A theater. It's, a, uh, it's like a performance venue that's like alternative performances. I don't yeah. Know do so over called. the course of two weekends, you've got performers that come from really all over the country, mm-hmm. sometimes even all over the world, and yeah. they do these little one or two person shows in little venues all over town. Yeah. And so it's the Rogue Festival. It's a two weekend mm-hmm. kind of it's, event that yeah. happens here in and town. So, Artistic, creative types, you know, get their get their their ideas. Oh, I'm going to do a rogue show. They can write their own show. And I'm going to yeah. do a Karen Carpenter show. <laughs> oh, Debbie, please so, do. I've, I've I've thought about it. So. Oh my gosh. I'd have to practice a lot, but so you could probably get one of your tap dancing friends from your tap dancing class, and then you could do a, a tap off oh. where you would play a drum, oh. you know, beat, and then they would tap it. Para diddle, para diddle, para ball change, para diddle. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Peanut butter, peanut butter. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So yeah, I, I guess I guess I said that. I mean, John remembered it. That was. My, he was my, my uncle John. Now your stepfather mm-hmm. is is has he passed at this point, um, or is he still alive? He's, He's not married to your mother anymore. He is not. Okay, okay, and that's for a good a good reason. Okay, good, good, but for a good reason. But yeah. he is still living. He's somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I, I believe he's somewhere in Northern California. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> that's a whole other. So getting podcasts. so zooming with him was not something that necessarily I, I, you wanted I, to do. No, right? I would not zoom with him. Okay. Okay, all right. 
I would not zoom with him, but right. but, but you his, felt safe with the with his brother. Oh, definitely, oh, wonderful, great. wonderful guy. That's so, great. and so we had a really, really great talk, and he was really able to 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 provide some info that I was looking for. I wasn't looking for what did I want to be when I grow up, <laughs> but he told me that. I love. That. I know. So, so, I guess I wanted to be a singer. At, at a point, but um, I, how old I, were you? Were you at that point in your life? I was when he was in my life. I was under ten. Okay, I was probably between seven and ten. Okay, so something like that. But I remember a couple of other incidents that happened as I was growing up, and even though I wasn't involved in in music per se, I mean, I I was in band because I played the flute. But um, when we were maybe. 14, 15, 16, something like that. We got involved in, um, I, I had a group of friends, and they all wanted to go and try out for community theater. So, okay, I guess I'll go too. <laughs> <laughs> I was such a follower. You were that, you've told a couple of stories about just following your friends to these auditions. Yeah, and so then, I, I yeah. followed them to the uh, Davis Players, it was called. Okay. And uh, tried out and made it into the show Anything Goes. Nice. And there was a point during that show where there was a character on stage that was struggling with their song. And I... So the actor, the actor was struggling. Was struggling and okay. somehow the way the set was, I was able to hide behind either the flat or the curtain or whatever was there. So there was not very much space between me and whatever this curtain or flat was and then the actor. Okay. And I was able to sing the part so the person could hear it so that the person could sing their part. And so it wasn't like they weren't, like, vo- you weren't the voice of the singer. It wasn't like they were just miming it. You just were the help, the support. I was, I was somehow helping, and I, kn- and I knew that I was. That's, oh, wow, Like, I, I knew that I was doing it, that I was hearing it right and that they weren't. Yeah. For whatever reason, right. you know. Now, that person, I haven't, that person is, actually, I I, I still know that person, and I don't know if that was just that specific thing or if they just couldn't hear or what was going on, you know? Right, right. But so that was one thing that made me go, huh, you know, like I knew I could hear and sing kind of. And then another thing that happened... But when you're that age, you really don't know that no. that that it's something special, and that Mm-mm. not everybody. I mean, why doesn't everybody just hear it the way I hear it? Yeah, you know, it's I just mean, kind of a yeah. It's, there was it's some, very innocent when you're that age. Yeah, yeah. and so, yet it was there was a click. There was a moment. There was when a you said, click. Oh, look, I I I'm hear this. I'm yeah. hearing this, and okay. I you know. And then the other thing, and I think we we were even younger, is we. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm going to expose myself here. So we used to smoke a lot of pot <laughs> when we were little. <laughs> we did. All through junior high. I, You know, if you're out there, I'm not going to mention any names so that your parents <laughs> will, you know, freak out. But my parents know. <laughs> we smoked a lot of pot. So we would smoke. Okay. And then we would go into my room and I we would put a set of headphones on and we would... Put a song on there. It was usually Elton John. 
Okay. And you, it was the song, the song that I is sticking out in my mind is the song, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Got it. And the person would have their headphones on covering both ears and the music would be blasting so much so that you couldn't hear your own voice and then somebody would record it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we would listen to the recording afterward. All right. And how bad or good they were. <laughs> now. We were high. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. But, but I bet you heard that you were good. Mine were good. Yeah. Mine were good. And I have some, I still have a cassette somewhere. No way. That has it. And it's hilarious. Okay. That, that is how you need to welcome us back to choir on Wednesday night. <laughs> if, I you, can, <laughs> if you can dig it up, you it. need to say, all right, choir, this yeah. is kind of yeah. what I'm hoping we won't do, but just for funsies. Uh. <laughs> I mean, and, and then, you know, because we're all high, we're, like, dying laughing. Yeah. Just, it was very fun. And th- that I would still have those on tape is just funny to me. But, okay, so those two things, before I was 15, yeah, I somehow knew that I could kind of sing. So, skip to being a junior in high school. Yeah. Junior in high school, all the same crowd. We're all going to try out for the school play, My Fair Lady. So I prepared the song, um, Killing Me Softly. With his song. From my, uh-huh. <laughs> for my audition. That's very brave for a 15-year-old. I mean, it, I don't know why I picked that song. Very I, sultry, very sexy. I do not know. <laughs> but, so I picked that song. Went to my audition. Everybody made it into this play but me. Oh, no. Everybody, they all made it in except for me. This is, this is a very true story. Now, had maybe those other two things happened or hadn't happened prior where I kind of knew. Um, but I went to the teacher because I wanted to know why I didn't make it. Okay. I was upset okay. because all my friends made it. And so okay. I, I did work on the crew of the, of the show, and right. I think I helped right. paint sets or something. So I, I didn't, I didn't want wah, you yeah. know. I I tried to, you know, but the teacher, her name is Mrs. Dewsdip, God bless her soul, sat me down and got her little folder out and my audition sheets. Now again, I. Oh, I was shy and scared, and right. you know, yeah. I, I'm terrified little actress. So, but she read my thing, and she goes, "Well, you you read your lines pretty well, and looks like you danced pretty well, and but you're singing, you know, maybe, maybe you just need to figure out something else because it's just okay, not." So she was ready to tell you that singing was not well, in your future. She did tell me that. Oh, Deb. She did tell me that. Yeah. Now, that could have been a soul crusher had you already not had some encouragement well, that, that had been poured into you I, by by just, I don't know, your own spirit. Well, I mean, those are the two things that happen. It's like, I, I and I remember, I mean, I don't have a lot of vivid memories, but I remember going, oh, hell no. <laughs> kind of, kind of like that. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Like I, I just knew that that wasn't true. I oh. knew that that wasn't true. Something in me knew that that was not true. So I, love that. I went home, and um, 
I asked my mom to please, I begged her, and she did. She got me some singing lessons, and it was this lovely lady named Lenore Turner, and she didn't live very far from my house, and so I could ride my bike over there. And I took, I don't know, maybe three or four months of, of lessons from her, not a lot, but enough that when she, the very first day I walked in, she started vocalizing me, da 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. She did two or three or four scales, and then she stopped, and she looked at me, and she said, you can sing. Aww. Like, she goes, you can sing. So, so, and then, because I told her I wanted to try out for the jazz choir. I really wanted to be in jazz choir. <sighs> there was two, we had two really prestigious choirs at our school. And at the time, in 1980, my teacher, Mr. Brunel, he was known in California as being just this incredible high school um, choral guy. Right, right. And, um, and the, our choir during those years when he was the director, they were, they were sort of, you know, they would win all the festivals in yeah. Davis, California. It was, so she's like, we're going to get you into to that choir. Oh, right. I so, so we audition. I mean, we did those lessons, and she really encouraged me. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it into the jazz choir, but I made it into the magical choir, okay. which was it, it was sort of second choice, but it was still a prestigious. It was still not the the, the school choir that allows everybody to come in. You know, it, yeah, it was. It was yeah, you it was, had to yeah. audition, and right. you had to be able to sing to get in there. There's right. no doubt about it. Right, and so that whole little journey was like how I kind of I, I just I just remember going no I, that's that's not true and there's so many things in my life that I wished that I would have had that same kind of well that's not true right you know you know what I mean right like we talked about last week the dryer sheets you kind of yeah, wish yeah, that the yeah. static clean yeah. was was removed from us early on yeah. in our lives yeah. instead of being so staticky and having so much right. crap stick to us right. yeah so and so you were able to just slough that off yeah i mean say, no. i just i mean i had no hard feelings like i said i went and i was on the crew and yeah. i just knew it wasn't true oh Love it. And so somehow, I mean, after after high school, I went to uh, Sacramento State for about a year, mm-hmm. and I sang in a band, and I was in their music program, and you know, just then I moved here and got involved in the theater and all that. Right. But I just, I just knew that's when I knew I wanted to be a singer. Yeah, not in those earlier years, but. And so when your kids were born and stuff, you were a stay-at-home mom. So have you ever had a job, other than being a stay-at-home mom, uh, and have you ever had a job that wasn't music or arts-related? Well, Did I, you ever just, you know, answer I cl- phones? I cleaned house. Okay. And, um, yeah, I worked in a restaurant. I was a hostess. Okay. I did work for um, one of my relative's fathers in his office building for maybe a year doing different tasks and filing and some different things like that, answering some phones. Um, But no, no, it's been pretty much music. Music your Uh whole life. Yeah. 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 So you've been a professional singer. You have been a voice teacher. Mm -hmm. You have, um, now you run a music school. Yeah. So you have absolutely pursued your dream. And that dream was in you. When you were less than 10 years old. It was. You just knew. I guess I did, but I don't, I love it. I don't remember knowing. But 
But there's reasons why I probably don't remember knowing, but that's a for another podcast, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Shutting yeah. our brains off from some of those memories. Yeah. 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 So, oh. so what about you? Like, how did you start? Well, you know, when I was, this is, in, okay, so, uh, and I know that I've actually said this before, but when I was a little girl, I used to imagine that I was being interviewed by, like, Mike Douglas and Murph Griffin, and I used to sit oh. in my bedroom, and um, I would stand by the door, and I would imagine that, like, Mike Douglas or Murph Griffin would say, Ladies and gentlemen, Elizabeth Santori. And oh, I'd come out and I'd sit down and, you know, that was my <laughs> maiden name. I and um, I would just be the guest and I would just talk all about my latest project and how everybody should come see it. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them that my co-star in this particular movie was Elvis or my co-star <laughs> in this movie was Zsa Gabor or whatever, you know. And I would just make stuff up. And I mean to tell you, I would have 30-minute interviews with Mike Douglas or, or awesome. Griffin, and I would just sit on my bed all by myself That's and so be interviewed fun. by these non-existent but very real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, I was very young when I remember doing that. I remember my lime green bedroom, and you know, I we lived in that house. I had a lime green bedroom. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. My bright doll and my light bright sat on my dresser. Um, and so that's what I wanted to do, you know, from so from very early on, I didn't know what being an actor was except yeah. for like in the movies. Right. So I had no idea that there was such a thing as theater. I didn't go to the theater until I was 15 years old right. when, you know, the school bad boy took me to the theater oh. with his parents because his parents wanted me to influence their son for the good instead of for the bad. And uh, so they wanted me to be grow up and be his wife. But I was 15, and he was 16, okay. and we saw Sound of Music. We've, we've actually talked about that before, but... Um, but I remember sitting there in that theater and just going, "Oh my gosh, yeah. there's there's theater that this is a this is something that exists. I didn't know that this existed. Right. I didn't know that live. I knew that schools did plays, right? Because when I was in elementary school, I did the play. Yeah, I did a play. I did Snow White, mm-hmm. and you know, and I we played did, the lead usually. We, we did the Grinch that sold. Stole Christmas and I was the Grinch and I have a picture of my hair up in a ponytail, nice. like going nice. You were the Grinch. I was the Grinch. That is fabulous. <laughs> I remember that we did a, was it Sleeping Beauty? I think we did a Sleeping Beauty. Um, we did Sleeping Beauty, but we did two versions. So we did one version where it was kind of the traditional Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. and then we did another version. Like back, to, so it was like a fifteen minutes of the traditional, and then fifteen minutes of now. If Sleeping Beauty were evil, this is how it would. <laughs> oh, work. I love it! You know, and then all of a sudden, so now Sleeping Beauty is kind of a, is kind of the witch, yeah. and <laughs> she wants it. to be the ugliest in the land and not the prettiest, uh-huh. and she's jealous because there's somebody actually uglier than her. And it was a very interesting little script. Sounds like it. Yeah. And so I played Sleeping Beauty. And um, that I loved very much. And then the next year, I kind of, as when I was like in the seventh grade, I went back to my elementary school and kind of helped them with Mm -hmm. their, you know, little sixth grade play. So I knew that this was something that I was, um, that I enjoyed, but I didn't know that it was something that you could like make a living at sure, or anything. Sure, you know? yeah. And so when I saw Sound of Music in 1978, I was completely just blown away. And um, 
uh, I knew that I was particularly drawn to the MC and thought that that was something I'd like to do is be the MC, which of course is something I've now been doing for the past mm-hmm. 25 or 30 years. I love MCing. I love being up in front of people and, and like I a, love... You're, you're a spokesmodel. I, I, well, I, Remember, I do. Wasn't, there was some kind of a show where you would be a spokesmodel. It was like... Like the next, the next American spokesmodel or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was like I can't remember the show. What was the show where Sam Harris? It was a singing show, and but that was America. That was. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, but I it was a Sam sh- Harris from it America's was, Got Talent. Or it was something. a Not show America's like that. Yeah, yeah. And there would be women who were usually tall and beautiful who were competing to be spokesmodels. That was probably when Vanna White first yeah, maybe. was like all the yeah. rage, and yeah, everybody so wanted to be the next Vanna White. I, I think you're a spokesmodel. I, <laughs> I would totally have loved that. But I, um, so when I saw the theater, you know, that was just really exciting to me. But um, I, I, I left the private school I was at, went to public school for one year, and that's where I did the, the play Godspell. And the the woman who was my director, her name is Linda Bacon. And Linda Bacon, if you were out there, you changed my life because Linda Bacon was the first person who ever told me that I was good mm-hmm. at this and that I should I should be an actor. And when I went to see Sound of Music, so I I actually did. I'm trying to think of the timeline. I I think I think I did Godspell first, and then went to Sound of Music and saw Linda at the theater. Okay. So now this is a professional theater. Right. It's not just high school. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, there's more than just doing it in school. Right. And she told me, she said, next year for school, we're going to do. Um, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget the play. But anyway, she wanted me to be in it and play the mom. Uh, I think it was, what's about the deaf little girl? Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And Miracle. Miracle worker. Miracle, miracle worker. worker. Yeah. So she wanted me to play either the teacher or the mom. And so she said, I need you to, you know, come back and I need you to read this script while you're, you know, while you're gone uh, over the summer so that you can come back and I want you to be in this show. And I had already decided I was going to go back to the private school. Okay. And so I said to her, I'm not coming back. And she said, are you sure? Are you sure you're not coming back? And and to have her encourage mm-hmm. me. Sure. And, and know that, I mean, that was the first time that that was actually put into my head, that this was something that, that, you, that I could do, that mm-hmm. I was good at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And how old were you? You were like... Well, I was like 15, 16. Yeah. So yeah. kind of the same... Yeah. And, and it was so, it was so, ex- now, I, I didn't have the courage to just break all the rules and, you know, go away yeah. to New York or anything like that. I was very scared to do any of those things. And I thought that I was supposed to follow a certain path. Right. Go to a certain school, marry a certain guy. Right. You know, have a certain number of kids. I mean, that path was so ingrained in me. Yeah. That I was kind of afraid to veer off. Yeah, that path. I, I hear that. I totally, you know, I can totally relate to I that. I really was, but I do remember that my first day of college, um, they said, "What you know? What is your major? What do you want to declare?" And I'm like, "Theater." I'm, I'm going to be an actor. And then I just remember this feeling that came over me. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm standing here on my first day of college declaring theater as my major. Wow. And that was super, mm-hmm. it was super exciting. Now, I only stayed in college for a year. 
I did do a play, had a great time, had a great time in theater class, but then I moved away and I kind of got sidetracked with that original vision Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. you know, and then I moved to the South because that original vision of my life where I would be married to this, you know, to a, to a minister or a televangelist or something, (laughs) I kind of couldn't shake that. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved to Memphis, Tennessee to find me a televangelist. And you found yourself, well, kind of. Well, I thought he was for a minute, and then, you know, yeah. when the crazy stuff started and the cocaine and stuff started, <laughs> I kind of realized that his future in televangelism was probably short. Um, Most likely, yes. <laughs> but that was, yeah, but I remember Linda Bacon telling me that I was good, mm-hmm. and that was just an epiphany for me. It was truly an epiphany. Yeah. Even though I'd been on stage singing songs like doodly Do." I when I was is. in the first grade, we should maybe look up Doodly Doo and you should hear it. All right. Please play for me a sweet melody called Doodly Doo. Doodly Doo. <laughs> I like the rest, but the part I like best. Doodly Doo. <laughs> See, I'm a quick study. You're on a quick study. How, and that song is so complicated, I'm surprised you caught on. Um <laughs> But that was, I sang that song in the first grade and, you know, up on the stage in the talent show. And I just loved it. I loved that, I don't know, that attention. Mm-hmm. And, but I was told early on, like second grade, or you know, by the time I was six or seven or eight, right after I did that, that really singing, I should never sing yeah. again in public. Uh-huh. And so that pretty much put the kibosh on that. Yeah. And so I thought musical theater was really not in my um, future because I was not able to sing. But and I've heard you sing and that's I, not No, true. I well I know that's and you've said that. True. But but that's but that's yeah. the you know that yeah, yeah. And, but I thought, oh, but Linda Bacon says that I'm good. Yeah. And so I want to pursue this and um I'm so grateful to her because I've I mean I've like you, I was a stay at home mom and that's really what I did for, mm-hmm. you know, most of my children's growing yeah. up years. But when they were in school, I was able to then go and go and mm-hmm. and we did school shows where we would teach manners or um, California history yep. or yep. whatever through these uh, scripts and school shows. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to do that while my kids were in school. I've been able to teach on a contract basis, teach theater mm-hmm. in public schools. So I've made my living in the theater. You know, in the theater. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have. I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm thinking of a time when I was in the sixth grade, and I was in love with David Cassidy from the Partridge family. Who wasn't? Uh, Right? (laughs) And we had this girl band, and we would—I don't know whose house we went to, but we we were in their garage, and we would play that music, and I was the drummer, and we would—we took— like garbage cans and things, and I made myself this little drum set. So I must have wanted to be, I must have had that all in me. I, I, that memory has, has come about, you know, several times in the last 
How I used many to make years? guitars out of uh, two by fours and rubber bands. Okay. And wanted to play guitar. Yeah. And even just recently, I'm like, you know what? I should I should take ukulele lessons because I don't know that I want to play guitar. Um, but ukulele, mm-hmm. I I would, and I know it's not easy because you've been taking I'm a, lessons. I'm as a well. ukulele student. Yeah, I am. But I, that's been something that I've been thinking. You know what? Going in mm-hmm. this next year, as we now have come out of the pandemic, and we're all wanting to do something. Yeah. Um, you could take to stretch ourselves. Take from Steve Ono. He's great. And if you get a baritone ukulele, it's tuned like a guitar. So it's basically you're playing the guitar without the two lower strings. Okay. So it's if you're looking at guitar chords, mm-hmm. it's um, the same. Oh, fun. So, you know, I mean, there's a little bit different, but because there's only four strings, but it's it's yeah, you can learn pretty easily. I mean, if I can learn, you can learn. I used to I used to think that my nails were more important than playing guitar or playing, but you know what? Those not, are gone. Not anymore. <laughs> my nails are gone, and yeah. I have no desire to bring them back. No, I don't either. So it's I, all good. Yeah. So I, I'm supposed to have a ukulele lesson today, but actually today the the ukulele teacher and I are rehearsing for a little uh, memorial service that we're going to do together. Okay. So he will okay. accompany me since I can't accompany myself on these jazz songs very well yet. <laughs> so so uh, Friday's your birthday. Friday's my birthday. It's another year around the sun. It is. What are your hopes for your last, the last year of your 50s? What are you, what are you kind of looking forward to? <laughs> is there any new thing you'd like to learn or any old thing that you um, would like to finally shrug off? Mm, that's a good question. So... I started several new things this year, you know. Yeah, you did. You are impressive. I've started many, many new things. Um, you know, with this injury that I've had in my leg, that's been pretty disappointing for me because, you know, I did a 5K, I took a tap dancing lesson and, or tap dancing class, and I was in a little recital. And if you really look at my feet, you can see that I'm really not doing it because I have a pretty intense little injury going on in my ankle. So. It's made it impossible for me to to do that. But I want to go. I love that tap dancing class. As nice. goofy as it is, um, it makes me feel young. It makes yes. me feel like a kid. There's just something, I don't know. So I would. I want to continue doing that if my leg heals up, which, you know. Um, I don't know that I want to be a, a runner. So I might, I might shelve that or not push that so hard because... You know, maybe maybe I'm getting too old. <laughs> but I, you know, I I I there's definitely been some changes and some shifts, especially recently, in terms of what my responsibilities are going to be here at our school and mm-hmm. some things like that. So I I don't um, I have a tendency to get caught up in the day to day kind of just tasky stuff, right. and I and I. My fear is that I'll get all bombarded with that again like I used to be when we were so busy around mm-hmm. here. So what COVID taught me is that I have a lot of creative juice inside of me to try other things. I've got a book that I've got like 75 pages written. I've got an online course that I've started that mm-hmm. is probably 50% at least written. Mm-hmm. And I've got these creative projects that I want to do. But I don't know how I'm going to find the time because there's so much going on, you know. 
and already, even though we're just now starting to open up, it's, you can already I can feel already I can't I, I can and yeah. and I and I so I'm you know this morning I had a dentist appointment and I'm like laying there and just kind of meditating as I'm laying there. I actually like getting my teeth cleaned. I know I'm weird. <laughs> I, I can fall asleep when they're cleaning my teeth. Yeah. So um, I'm just kind of thinking about stuff, and that's what came to my mind. It's just like, Debbie, you're gonna you're gonna get too busy here again, and you're gonna you're gonna miss you're gonna miss the things that you're gonna miss you. You're yeah. Gonna miss you. Yeah. And yeah. I and and so I think that's gonna be my main my main goal is to be better at delegating and be. Be better at asking for help to do small errands and tasky things, so that it's not all on me. Right. So I, I don't. I'm not very good at that. So yeah. In the last four months, I've 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 gotten back to sewing, which is something I, I know, did a lot of when I my kids were have. little. And I made some curtains for my family room, and I, which I don't think that my kids actually have noticed that I've changed out the curtains. <laughs> Because there were curtains up there, but my very tall son used to have to kind of duck when he went under uh-huh. the curtains. I don't think he's realized that he's no longer having to duck, <laughs> but they're really cute. That's um, so, so the curtains are up, and I, you know, I made myself a blouse out of some old curtains that I pulled out of a room that we were redoing, and I and I made myself a blouse from scratch from another. You know, I went and bought some fabric, and then I made this the most adorable dress that I wore on Mother's That's Day. That's what you it's said. Just love, love, love this dress. And then I I also took a couple of shirts that I had that were too big for me, and I've cut them up. And and they were both one stripes and one's floral, but they're they're the same colors. Uh-huh. They're the exact same colors in the same. I bought them at the same store, so I've cut them up. And, and I'm, you're making and one? I'm making one blouse out of these. Oh, cool. You know, and so I'm super. You know, I've just been having fun, kind mm-hmm. of with this creativity. I've painted a little bit, and um, I and I find myself though. Then getting caught up in, if I'm home all day, I find myself like, oh, well, this closet needs to be cleaned yeah. out. Yeah, see, there's that. Just like you said, these these little tasky mm-hmm. things. My closet, you know, I need to throw away some of that stuff. And a year of the pandemic has shown me that I really don't need I know. ABCD, you know, all this I stuff. I don't need... I hear you. Yeah. So it's time to get rid of it. It's time to go to the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And some of it actually, to be honest, needs to go into the trash. I'm so sorry, but that's where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I, I've done a lot of baking and a lot of cooking. Yeah, and I, I love it, but it I, I need to really get a, a grasp on my time and, and mm-hmm. what fills my bucket. Yeah. Because honestly, I've been operating from a very empty place for a few years now. I know you have. And the pandemic has really shown me that. Mm-hmm. It's just that, gosh, I, I thought this filled me up. But it's not. Yeah. It doesn't like this does. Yeah, you know? yeah, I get that. And I've I've gotten into, back into teaching a theater class. I mean, I've been working with kids with special needs for several years, and I love it. But in in just the last month, I've been back teaching theater to um, typical kids, in mm-hmm. a, you know, and not special needs kids, but the, the, just the typical kids that—and I'm like, oh— 
oh, yeah, this is something mm-hmm. I did for a long time, and I loved it, and I need to get back to it. Right. And we're not in the classroom yet. We're on Google Meets, but we will be in the classroom next year. That's right. And they're inviting me to be a part of that program next year. And so I'm just like, this, and my husband can hear me from my office, you know, teaching this mm-hmm. class. And he says, oh, my gosh, I just, I hear that that energy and that joy right, right. as you're teaching Because you're, your, you're in your zone. Yeah. You're, yeah. in, you're in your zone, and you're doing what you know you're good at, and you have confidence doing, and right, you know, yeah. So I, I mean, fifty nine seems old on the one hand, although I don't, I don't feel old inside of me. You know, I do feel a little bit more tired than I used to. Be, I, I do too. <laughs> I do, and like I said, this thing, my ankle has really bummed me out, yeah. and because I, I have a lot of energy, and it's really slowed me down, and I've, you know. It's like universe. Okay, what's my lesson here? You know, so but the but I mean the pandemic slowed me down. I know it really slowed me down, but it was good because it was good. I could really see. You know, I'm just flying all over the place, doing so many things. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I mean, I've got a, I have an album that I'm gonna finish, and it's almost finished. I love it. And I'm going to meet with another friend um, here in the next couple weeks about perhaps another one, another little idea that I have rolling around. I I have so many ideas, and you can't do them all. Right. But, you know, I I at least want to explore them. So. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, that's I mean, so great. I remember when my mom turned 60, she got a she got a tattoo on her back right here on her shoulder blade and you know, for her that was a pretty big deal. I mean, you and I have, have a, a few tattoos. We have yeah. a few. So, but I thought, you know, maybe I need a tattoo. <laughs> maybe I need another one. The last few tattoos I've gotten, I've gotten from a tattoo artist in Boise, Idaho, because our daughter lives there, and she's um, got several, and she introduced us to her, you know, tattoo artist, Mm -hmm. and so my husband and I have gotten a couple of tattoos, and we've gone to Boise, and so we're actually going to go in June. Do you guys have any matching ones? Any what? Matching Matching ones? ones? No, we have no matching tattoos. I think you should get a matching one. (laughs) Then we might have to stay married, like, forever, then. (laughs) No, that would be fun. That would be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she, he actually has a matching tattoo with his sisters. He and his sisters. Oh, cool. The three of them got an anchor tattoo um, in honor of their dad, who's a, who's a, a na- retired Navy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so they actually have matching tattoos. That's yeah. sweet. My daughter and I have one, and I want to get one with my son, but I don't know that he's ever going to do it. I mean, he jumped out of an air, airplane. <laughs> he could get just a little tattoo it's not like he's with, scared. With I know. his mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have one son that has none. I have one son that has some goofy ones. And then my daughter has, you know, several. But yeah. um, but maybe that's what I'll do. You know, for my 60th, uh, Tom and I were talking the other when day. When your birthday's February. February, yeah. that's what I thought. And so we were actually talking about maybe going to Hawaii for... Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere, my my husband turned 60 in October, and mm-hmm. I turned 60 in February. Yeah. And so, you know. Maybe, maybe you need to have some guests with you. I know. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I saw some video this week of some friends of mine that are in Kauai right now, and they're tubing down this, like, you know, natural water slide. Oh. I said, Oh, yes. I want to go do that. Uh, we've been to Maui once, but that was, you know, several years ago. But Maui, it's so small, and it's yeah. like, you know, after we were there two days too long. We okay. were there like nine days, and we were like, okay, 
seven days or less would have been just fine. Mm-hmm. But I told my husband, I said, no, we need to go to Kauai. We need to we yeah. need to do these adventurous yeah, things. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So maybe we'll do that. Yeah. But, I've never been to Hawaii. Yeah. But as we as we as we have gone through the year that we've gone through mm-hmm. and now face, you know, the second half of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And upcoming birthdays, I want to listen to I want to listen to my heart. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the people around me mm-hmm. who appreciate me mm-hmm. and like me and not the ones that don't. Amen. And there are lots. I love that thing you posted about that empty room, by the way. Wasn't that great? That that was. Yeah. You should you see talk, this, talk about yeah, that for just, a second. That it's just was a really picture poignant. of a completely empty room. And it says, um, do, you, do you see this room? Do you see this room? Everybody in this room are the people who matter. Um, are, are the people that you should never listen? Uh, how did it go? The people it, that you should it, never listen to? Yeah, it's like it's you like know? these are all the people whose whose opinions don't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are all the pe- people whose opinions don't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, because and it's like okay, this is this is true. This is this is nobody's opinion matters. Right. There are no people in the world mm-hmm. who matters except for the people that I love the most. Yeah. And so just, you know, just remember the empty room. These are the people whose opinions, you know, just, yeah, just throw them away. They yeah. don't, they don't yeah, matter. Yeah, it, I mean, I think we're we're both at it. I mean, I can feel it more in, inside of me that I'm just... I'm I'm not going to spend my time doing the thing doing the stuff that I don't want to do mm-hmm. and I'm going to be a little bit more vocal when when maybe something doesn't feel right instead of, you know, I, I have a tendency to just kind of stew, stew and hold things in and not, you know, and and so I'm I've kind of made that commitment to myself. I need to be a little bit more vocal about a few things, but yeah, I want to I mean John told me, you know, when you turn 50, 50 is the youth of old age. So now, what is, what is, so what is 59? The teen? That is true. And just say, <laughs> you know, John, congratulations. You are married to a teenager. A, I'm in the teenager. <laughs> I'm in the teen of old age. You know, what That's did I right. do when I was a teenager? I smoked a bunch of pot. And rebelled. <laughs> and I did, so I'm going to do it again. No. <laughs> and you know what? Sadly, when I was a teenager, I had a lot of acne. And why is it that at 59, I'm still struggling with acne some days? I don't see any <laughs> acne on you, girl. There's not any acne on that beautiful face. But you know, face. every once in a while, don't you? you I, yeah, know, It's I just do. like, I am so mad about that. Yep. But that's awesome. Yeah, we are the teenagers of our old youth, mm-hmm. of our old age. Yeah, yeah. And it is time to just be free and wild and mm-hmm. let our hair grow and stop shaving our pits and just have a great time. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm going to, well, I don't know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> no, because you still have to wear beautiful gowns and sing in front of people. Yeah, but but it's always three quarter length sleeves. It's always I'm always know, covered. Up. I know. Hey, before we wrap up, I just have to say that this past weekend we went back to the theater to see a show for the first time. So several since people in March. Um, March was 13th, it wonderful? It was. Wonderful. Aww. March 13th was the last day of 2020 was the last day that I was in the theater. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've done everything that we could to try to keep 
the business alive. Mm-hmm. We've bought dinners. We've we've donated to the GoFundMe. We you know we've been and the community has has really been the wonderful. The community has rallied around that place. Yeah, it's so beautiful to and see. And so Sunday matinee, we were there for the very last show of a like one month, like four or five week run that they did of a little, it was called In the Meantime. Mm -hmm. It was a little cabaret kind of style show. Are they open... Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? That's what is they, that, is that, yeah. Okay. And so they're back to their regular schedule. Oh, okay. And they may be doing two shows on Sundays. I, I really don't well, know doing, the answer um, to that. But they're doing Nonsense. Nonsense is next. And it opens Thursday. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they have a couple of shows um, booked after that. And Second Space, the smaller theater is also opening up. I'm so excited <clears> about With that. a small cast and a small. So it's slowly, mm-hmm. you know, coming back. And even my husband, who is a drummer, and he'll be playing a gig in, I think, two weeks. He's going to be playing a wedding. It'll be his first one since. Okay, okay. I think he did. I think that they did play a wedding last fall. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. um, but it wasn't a big open venue kind of thing. So they'll be playing a wedding um, in about two weeks. And so he's getting back into into that. But even he, you know, who is who hasn't always been the biggest theater nerd like me, he said, oh, my gosh, I I am shocked at how much I miss this place yeah. and how great yeah. it was to be back. That's so I mean, he was so happy to be back. We tipped our server 20 bucks. Nice. Which was, you know, a big, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And he said, I'm just so happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's what a great way to end. Yeah. So if, you, if you're in Fresno and you're listening, yeah, go support local theater. Yeah. And, and and if you want voice lessons or music lessons, mm-hmm. please contact um, the Fresno Fresno Music, music Academy, Academy and Arts. And I'm gonna um, make a jingle. I so know. I can just there sing it go. to you guys. There we go. <laughs> and uh, you'll see on the on the show notes for the show, you'll see the link to the to the to the yeah. to music Fresno Music Academy, and you'll also see links to Debbie's um, music and her sites. Yeah, so. and and if you're happen to be listening and you're you're wanting a um, uh, something to do? Come join our choir. Yeah, you know absolutely. we we uh, we're Fresno's only rock and roll choir. So uh, you do have to be vaccinated, but we're starting back tomorrow night. So and even though there's people of all ages that come, it's most of us are you know we're in the we're in the teens of our old age <laughs> of our. <laughs> are in the youth of our old age. Yeah. Some of us have moved into the teens of our old age. Yeah. But honestly, I, I think most of us are probably 40 and up, but there's definitely been a couple of younger ones that have popped in, and we will not hold that against you. No. Nope. We will nope. have a great time. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, come join us. So. Yeah. All right. Well, happy birthday to me. So next time we meet, I will be 59. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a great week. You too. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Peace.